This is the Queer Soul Spotlight, a podcast where LGBTQ plus people share their stories in an effort to show that there are infinite ways to be queer. Today's episode is all about Logan, one of my Queer Soul Experience clients. This is an offer that I have through my photography business, but it's not just photography. It's part photo shoot, part podcast, all queer self-love experience. And part of that offer is having an episode of this podcast dedicated to you, where you can literally lend your voice to your story, helping to create the diverse queer representation that we are sorely missing. Ready? I'm so excited for you to meet him. Let's go! Hello, friends. Welcome to the Queer Soul Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Chapman, and today I've got a pretty cool, if I do say so myself, guest for you. He's my best friend from college. He's officiating my wedding. Uh, Get excited, everyone. It's Logan Nelson. (gasps) The studio audience goes crazy. Goes berserk. Hello. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Um, you're so welcome. Thank you mm-hmm. for being here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm using my like NPR radio voice. <laughs> you're, yeah, it's lulling me ever so softly. Oh my gosh, no! But then you're gonna fall asleep, and then I'm. Then how are you supposed to answer? You'd actually be. This is a little off topic, but I would just like to say, you'd actually be really good at ASMR. I feel like. Oh my god! Here's the thing, asthma, as I, you know, as it's known, yeah. asthma. Uh, Re- makes me feel very, very uncomfortable. Oh, inside. never mind. Uh, I love the concept. I think that's fun. I like the like, you know, on TikTok, you can watch those like visually satisfying, like sure. weirdly satisfying. That- those are fine. Sure. But when people start like whispering or putting like a makeup brush on a microphone, oh, I'm, I'm swiping so fast. Oh. But Allie, my fiance Allie really likes it. I, I like love that I have to say my fiance Allie is if you don't know who she is, when it is in fact the people listening that may not know who she is. Well, it's for the people. It's for the people. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Um, so you, the reason you're on this podcast is because uh, you recently test ran my new offer, which is the Queer Soul Experience, which is fun. Um, how's the how's the experience going so far? We've already done your photo shoot. Yeah, oh, the Queer so, Soul Experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> the experience of the Queer Soul Experience. It was great. It was you get a point every time you say the word experience. I'm so yeah, I'm winning. Um, it was it was fabulous. So it's actually it's been a hot second since I've uh, gotten like actual professional photos taken of myself. That's true. Um, and so that can feel a little bit daunting, of course. Um, but it was it was a fabulous experience, and I've um, it was it was cool to sort of um, collab collab with you. It was a very collaborative product um, and project, and it was cool to sort of like artistic direct it um, for yeah, the sake of the, sort of the project and working together. And I'm also like a little bit of a uh, control freak. So I like to, <laughs> I, I, I liked to, I, I liked, um, I liked having control. I'll say it. Nice. I'll say yeah, it. Absolutely. I'll be honest. I liked having control, but with you, I, I liked, right. it was awesome. It's like I give you the experience tools. was awesome. Oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah, it's like I give you the tools that I have in terms of like being a photographer, but then yeah. you get to sort of drive it in terms of making sure that the concepts reflect who you are yeah. and I'm not shoving something on you like who I think you are where it can be driven by you where it's, you know, we talked about like authentic camp where it's, oh, yeah. you know, exaggerated in a campy way where it's it's theatrical but it's authentic to you and therefore even though it's campy, it's relatable to people. Wait, I you know, do agree. 
I Absolutely. do need a green. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess if we're going to like really jump into it, uh, just to, you know, give people an idea of who you are and what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that things can be fluid and change over time, how would you best describe your queer identity or identities at this point in your life right now? Go. Right this very moment, sitting on my Goodwill chair in Seattle, mm-hmm. I'm, so I, I've, uh, I describe myself as gender queer, which is slightly different than I previously have. But right now, in in my current body, I mm-hmm. I feel gender queer, um, and I I focus more on my my queer identity has focused more on my gender rather than my sexuality because that's been the thing that has needed the most attention from me. And I've um, never actually felt like I, I, I cared as much about the sexuality. That's always felt way more fluid and less stressful to me. I mean, look, I've known you for a million years and the whole time, I mean, regardless of how you identify gender-wise, like, you always struck me as someone that was like, look, if I like you, I like you. Well, if I want to smooch, then I'm going to smooch. Right. Eventually. Of course. Um, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm like, I never looked at you and was like, ah, oh, yes, straight. Or like, ah, oh, yes, oh, 100% not. gay. Like, oh, surely certainly not. not straight. Oh, my God. Certainly not. Yeah. Um, but but now I feel like with where I'm at, um, with age and experience. Um, yeah, because you're so old. <laughs> well, ancient. Um, that I, I feel now like my gender feels a little bit more fluid in the way that my sexuality has felt fluid. You know, I, I feel confident yeah. enough and assured enough that I don't feel like I need to um, confine myself to a single thing. That being said, like, you know, I still identify as a man. I still use he, him, his pronouns. Um, but I, I don't feel as rigid when it comes to defining my masculinity and femininity or anywhere in between. Um, right. Which I guess, you know, you guys will see when I start posting the pictures from his shoot, the shoot that we did, like there's some fun femme moments, which I actually really loved. Oh, just um, absolutely whimsical. Right. Whimsical. And it, yeah. it, and it's again with the authentic camp where it's like, when you take the camp away, it's still the fact of like, even as a man, you can incorporate femininity without mm-hmm. it being mm-hmm. like oh we're commenting we're commenting like it's just like okay cool if that makes you feel pretty good for you yeah oh absolutely you might hear He's... uh meows from my little baby boy cat he likes to scream it's only going to become a problem attention. if my cat starts to talk back and then all of a sudden yeah. we're in a podcast and we're just voyeurs we'll just we'll just sit here in silence <laughs> then and, it's uh, their podcast yeah, everyone just like shoot me a message if you're interested in the cat podcast, uh, where it's just cats meowing, because uh, we might be able to work on that. Cool, cool. Um, going off of, I guess, that with the your identities and whatever, mm. I mean, of course, we have identities that we give ourselves where we're right. like, mm, I'm feeling this way. But mm. you also get handed identities, I guess, by society at large where like you know even though like I feel very non-binary I still identify with womanhood because that is the life experience I've been handed based on how I was raised in the way that I look Mm. um so how do your identities either the ones that like you chose for yourself or the ones that you're being handed uh inform your day-to-day life like how does that Mm. like for me you know Ellie and I went uh gosh help we went uh bridal gown trying on you know what I mean I'm 
you shopping? Know, I good. think the word you're thinking of is shopping. <laughs> no, I meant like we had an appointment at a bridal salon. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, and even though we had like called ahead of time, like, well, God, I don't call people. I emailed ahead of time being like, hey, like, don't make it weird. Like, we're engaged to each other. We're going to yeah. go shopping together. Um, and still the lady was like, oh like who's wedding is first and we were like they're at the same time and she goes oh that's why you're shopping together because you can't go to each other's weddings and we're like try again <laughs> what's not and we, to, yeah. and we had to go through like five iterations of this and then even then when she was like oh you guys are engaged to each other well why are you shopping together you shouldn't see each other's dresses and so even yeah. when she finally understood there was still this element of like tradition imposed on us do you know yeah. what i mean so that's kind of what i'm talking yeah. about like have you had any moments or like are you careful about things when you're out in a way that like is because of your identity, even the one, whether it's the one that you have on the inside or ones that people have sort of the way that people assume things about you based on the way that you look, the way you dress, the way you act. Yeah. I, well, I, I actually think about, I think about this a lot. Um, and I'm my, I hold many jobs currently. Well, I hold two is more than one is many. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Is, there's is no... two too many. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I was an unemployed cute person, but I'm not. So in, in one of my jobs, I am, um, I'm not out as a gender queer person and that's, and that's by choice. Um, and largely what attracted me to this job is because it was, um, was a job that I could do, um, regardless of my gender identity I felt I felt like there was a safety with within it of not having to be out if I didn't want to have to be whereas in my other jobs it felt um artistically important to be out or or that maybe people would assume wrong and it was you needed to be out so that people wouldn't fuck up right or it was or it was why I was hired you know right right <laughs> oh yeah person. whether oh my gosh. consciously Token. or unconsciously you know so so there were a variety of reasons but I'm I'm not you know currently um out you know I it is it's assumed that I'm queer and I'm and that is perfectly fine and good for me but my my gender is sort of not something that's necessarily um been disclosed to people um and that's a conscious choice. And there are a lot of moments throughout the day where, um, I mean, it, you know, 10, 20, 30 times a day where things are said to me that are um, dually very conflicting. And that's, that's a weird thing to say. Like on one hand, um, they feel really uh, confirming and good to sort of be, um, seen as maybe cisgender um but then on the other hand are uh like profoundly isolating and upsetting to hear um because i feel like i'm keeping a secret and so i'm at this weird uh crossroads in my life where it is on one hand really liberating for me to keep my gender to myself um and all of those things that people assume when you start talking about gender to myself um, out of safety, um, and because it's my fucking business. Yeah, right. And, like you, right. your little like, hello, my name is. Yeah, and, and, and then you say like, and here's what's in my pants. Like, yeah, exactly. And because it's not, you know, if I'm not sleeping with you, or I'm not in a romantic relationship with you, it shouldn't matter. And, um, and because I, you know, because I don't want to be thinking about it at every point of every day. And then on the other hand, it's hard because, 
um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's great to have representation in leadership of someone who's genderqueer for, for other people. And, um, it's also something that I'm really proud of and I love about myself. And we also talked about the thing of like, you get born into advocacy Yeah. when you come out where it then becomes your job to teach and to advocate and you have to do it exactly right. And you have to do it perfectly like intersectionally you can't ever make mistakes because then Mm -hmm. you're canceled and it's like dude i didn't sign up for this shit like i'm happy to like be visible but damn at what cost yeah and then and then it sort of morphs into this like performative thing right where it's like then you you find yourself doing this and you're like okay well then now i'm solely advocating for the sake of other people to understand my existence when we could just be friends and like have a nice time. Like, are right. you nice? Are you so, cool? Like, yeah, it's a, it's, well, it's complex. Um, <laughs> you could say, um, so to answer your question, um, no, I'm, I, the days are long and they're filled with a lot of weird conscious and unconscious microaggressions. And yeah. there are a lot of times where, um, you know, <laughs> When I'm called ma'am at work. Ew, why? I can't even get into why. Are you I don't like know. the butchest lesbian of all time? Like, <laughs> I, like that's a dude, Imagine man. you want to drive a Subaru once and suddenly people are like, box you in. No, you know, yeah. either because, <laughs> well, and, and part of it is like, while that's hard to hear and and I have to process that on my own time, that turmoil, it is also um, liberating in the sense that like, because I don't feel, you know, at the beginning of my transition, I felt the need to, you know, put on a lower voice or dress in a certain way to sort of conserve my, you know, confirm my gender. Now I feel much more liberated and free to, you know, I'll walk around and be like, hey, you know. Oh, please, like, I know. The way you talk not, to my cats I'm when you're here. I'm afraid to, to talk <laughs> in the way that I want to talk. And so what hurts me in the moment and what does stick with me is ultimately something that, I, I know I, I am proud of myself. I'm not, I don't con, confine myself to a, a specific way of living or being in ways that I used to. Um, right. Like you, there's no, you know, one size fits all way to be. A exactly. Dude. And that's, and that's on growth, you know, and that yeah. ultimately I've, I've grown leaps and bounds in terms of how I see my masculinity. And so I, even though those things hurt me and stay with me um, and I think about them a lot, it maybe doesn't change the way still, you are. It doesn't change yes. the way I am, and I'm still very secure in my masculinity. Right, like you're not like taking notes, like, ooh, I was called ma'am today. I think right. I'm not like, like I'm gonna start talking like this at work. Like, <laughs> I, I don't do that. Nothing has really changed. But again, I you know, yeah. it's so it's hard. It's hurtful. It's I feel um, you. It's exhausting. Mm. You know. Uh, you know. Mm, you know. Uh so you know, we're not gonna be poster child advocates for things but you know in terms of making an impact in other ways like what in general in your life even totally disconnected from you know queerness like what I mean we talked about this earlier like when you were visiting me what are you trying to do to impact the world in like big or little ways like what are you envisioning for yourself down the road to be honest I'm on a journey to become a public figure (laughs) Are you? No. Well, 
Because <laughs> I remember you, you talked about, I mean, when we, when you were here, you talked about that, you know, it's always been so like a blank sort of nebulous concept, except for being a father. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the goal is ultimately to, um, yeah, to be a father, to have a family. Um, I am much less concerned and this could totally change. I've been waiting for it to change. Um, I certainly have career goals and I, and I, I crave leadership position and I, I crave the power is not the right word, but I crave growth and movement and trajectory trajectory. Um, and being in control of that yourself and not relying on other people for that. Yeah. And I'm a, and I'm a hard worker, but in, in terms of career, like I, I, I really just want to be at the end of the day, um, a father and I want to be, uh, I want to be a good person. And I like, um, I like being nice and I think I'm good at it. And I, yeah, you are. I, I like making connections and just being, being with people, um, and working with people, um, which is a really vague concept to have as a young person. No, it's not. Um, Where it's like, well, you're expected to be like, okay, and then by 27, I'm going to be a surgeon, doctor, lawyer, and then I'm going to make my first. $50 oh, million. I don't have the SAT like, scores for any of it, you know. No, but. and that's like a lot. And it, and honestly, like, if the pandemic time has taught me anything, where like all our, you know, especially having careers in the arts, even like yeah, it's oh, kind yeah. of all stripped away. It's like, what are you when you're not your job? And, and oh, yeah. the fact that like the simple things of just like, I want to make connections with people. I want to be a really good partner. I want to be a really good mother. Yeah. Um, that those simpler things make just as much impact as like, I'm going to change the world and steal the Declaration of Independence. Like, you know what I mean? God, you don't I'm need shit that's considered yeah. lofty. Yeah. In order for it to have the same worth, the same value, like wanting simpler things that are really meaningful sometimes outweighs doing, you know, one incredible, you know, world record breaking thing. Yeah. You're still reaching people. Yeah. What couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll, you know, needlepoint needle needle point that shit on a pillow for me. That would be a huge ass pillow. I know. I said a lot. Well, you could write it really small. I don't know how small. It, I've never really. If someone wants to needlepoint all of that on a pillow. Hey, listeners. <laughs> hey, listeners. <laughs> Whatever. Amazing. What? And going back to like the simpler things and just doing things because they're meaningful. Like mm -hmm. I've recently been talking to a lot of people about the importance of getting away from the idea that you have to capitalize on everything that you do mm. that like even if it's something that brings you joy that's you know like a creative pursuit or like you know I just like playing video games like okay so then you have to go on twitch and stream it and like sure. that sure. you have to monetize everything you do what's something that you like to do simply because it brings you joy and there's no other value to it at all that's a lot of things. I capitalize on nothing. I'm losing money <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> well, I can relate to that. Um, I actually should be capitalizing on some more things that I'm not. Yeah. But I, um, I, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a crafty little fellow. Mm -hmm. I'm a crafty little guy. Um, oh yeah. Talk about those, like the little environment. <laughs> <laughs> terrarium. These suck. These suck. I, 
Well, I have but it's okay. It doesn't no, matter was, that they suck. Does it make you they, happy? Well, yo, it does. I, I'm a crafty little, um, well, I like little things. I like little, well, I like little things. So I like to create, well, I've been creating these little um, ecosystems, these little worlds, if you will. Um, I will. With, with terrain and um, foliage and rocks and um I went to my, well, I told you, I went to my local curiosity shop, of course, mm -hmm. and I got some, uh, some bones. I got a lot of animal bones and claws. Um, and I was like, hey, do you have any human teeth for sale? <laughs> They're like, oh, we just sold them. And I was like, ah. <laughs> I hate when that happens to me. I mean, I'm sure everyone can relate to this. Yeah. So I had to leave my, uh, number because i i'm looking for i'm in the market so listeners <laughs> have any human yeah teeth? if anyone yeah if anyone um, has any human teeth uh you want to have them own, but they are attached to my skull and i need them for eating and such does your um, mom have your baby teeth she does and she, she has could send offered, those. she's offered them but i don't want my own teeth mm -hmm. that crosses what i'm already doing is is really right on the line of madness yeah so it's a little too vulnerable teeth that who am I to then start pulling them from my own mouth? Like I have to set a boundary for myself. So, but anyways, yeah. So I'm a, I'm crafty, and I also um, I do <laughs> I do wood burning. Um, That's just called a fire. Is well, no, I, I have a I have tools. <laughs> I'm not a pyromaniac. I have tools. And I am. I, um, you can like engrave things, but I also. Um, you know, I have these. Like, oh, you mean like the like, teeny tiny? Yeah, like... that's another thing oh. you'll see on on um, uh, like uh, fucking Etsy talk and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram or something. Um, I'm also like a I'm like a rabid collector of art. Mm -hmm. um, I know your gallery wall is like I all have, your little tchotchkes. Yeah, I have tchotchkes and cursed objects and baby heads and um, I really I love. I love art and I, I also, well, you know, my body's covered in tattoos. And so mm -hmm. um, ultimately for the same purpose of um, tattoos is art to make my body a little bit more comfortable. And then the act, the physical art is to just make my home a little bit more comfortable. Um, right. It's nesting. It's, it's I'm a nester. It, I'm a huge yeah. nester. So those are, those are my, those are my little things. Those are my things that bring me joy oh, and happiness. Awesome. Um, in this crazy world. Oh my god. I mean, mm -hmm. honest, but but really, truly, like when everything is shit, you mm -hmm. gotta do yeah. things that just bring you joy because there is it's not gonna come for free. It doesn't get handed no, to you. No, it's not. No, it's not. A subscription to serotonin, just like here's yeah, your little serotonin box. I, I would pay a lot of money for that. <laughs> yeah, me too. Don't mean to. I mean, in terms of like gathering serotonin, I mean, I talk about on like you know Instagram and stuff I talk a lot about self-care and self-love and how you know it isn't always like a bubble bath with champagne like sometimes it's taking that a stupid terrible. little walk for yeah. your stupid yeah you just get like wrinkly and kind of tipsy but not really um you know I I love to in the fall especially like I've made TikToks where I like rate crunchy leaves that I step on and oh, I'm, I like coming, yeah, you, yeah. which that in itself makes me happy but also like m coming up with the dumb little captions to describe the crunch in the actual video 
like that oh, also whimsical. brings me joy yeah. i don't know i think it's it's so silly how do you what what do you do to take time for yourself to like self-care self-love when maybe you're feeling burnt out or overwhelmed um i'm a i'm a walker you like taking silly little walks I do silly a lot little of mental walking. Health? i do a lot of walking i don't i've tried to i have a lot of um what people have told me and from my own personal experiences mm-hmm. i have quite i have a little bit of a temper and some built-up anger and so i've tried to um i've tried to you know go running or do like physical exercise Ew. um but you know i can't i god i hate it i hate exercising me too. but i i sort of um it's just not fun <laughs> no thank you the people that are like oh my gosh i go running and i get the biggest like serotonin rush i'm like honestly congratulations don't i don't think i'm, I'm built happy for, that. for you but that's not my experience and i'm no. unless i'm being chased by something you oh, know i would just get me to run you're getting me a fast walk at most i um, mean zombies don't walk that fast so like i feel like i could just walk with a purpose and be fine yeah just do a little strut a little cheetah girl strut little, little jazz walks yeah I don't know, but i'll do i do i do walks i do and i do night walks because i don't i don't like the idea of being perceived so oh like, my God, if it's yeah. dark it's I like that um but dusk is good and that's a lot of the times I like to go and I like to look at the little trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, I don't, well, we've talked. I don't really cry. I'm not a crier, but something about a tree, like I like trees and trees make me a little emotional. Um, that's something to unpack at a uh, later time. <laughs> um, but I, I'll walk for miles at night and that's really good. I have trouble sitting still. Mm-hmm. And so anything that I've tried to do for sort of like self-love or sort of just sort of... Um, you know, help, you know, regulate, regulate. Yeah. Anything I'm feeling or going through. I love the idea of doing sort of a meditation or even like, you know, lying on the couch and wrapping myself in blankets. But, but ultimately if I'm not moving, I am, I'm, my brain is moving a mile up, you know, a thousand miles per hour. So I I need to match it. I need to do that with my body so that my brain can slow down a little bit. So I'm a big, I'm a big walker. That's been my therapy. Um, nice. That's, that's been the big one. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I like it too. Yeah. I should get outside more. I'm very much an indoor cat. I like to work out on, cat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also weirdly, like I have the worst, like seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. Like if I don't feel heat from the sky, I'm fu- like it's not even like the happy lights or whatever they don't they do nothing for me it's the literal like heat, yeah feeling heat from the sun so like I need to be outside but if I'm longer if I'm outside longer than like 15 minutes with no sunscreen on then I am dead so you know it's it's I, I, that I, is I also live, a fine line yeah I live the SPF 100 plus you're, life you're risky even, you're yeah. badass yeah Ugh, so so be careful out there. yeah 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 <sighs> You, you can react. I mean, look, I'm going to Greece this summer and I'm like, okay, I have to like stock up on. You need to wear long sleeves. You need to wear, you know what those little kids, um, their With moms the rash guards? Those, like, <laughs> Is that what they're called? The yeah. long sleeve bathing suits? Yeah. My mom bought, I. <laughs> a rash guard my, kid? Well, I don't, I don't remember what it was for. It, it doesn't actually even apply because I, I think it was probably the summer after I got top surgery. And so obviously I have a lot of scars that had to be kept you know, can't be exposed to a ton of sunlight. 
Um, doesn't matter because they scarred terribly. <laughs> you know, it, it, it didn't work out. You know, I don't, it doesn't look great. But, <laughs> but my mom bought me one of those like little kid, um, like swim shirts. Aww. I was like, mom, <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> Does it have like a shark pool? on it or something? Yeah, we said straight up. To be well, actually, pool? that would be on brand for you. No, that's true. That's, yeah, I would wear that. I would wear that if there was a shark on it. But no, I'd wear no, it was, it. you know, it doesn't quite work. But you do need to wear the widest brim hat you can find. Yeah. That's actually, probably just an umbrella. Usually I might just, on, oh my God, I need one of those hats that's literally the like rainbow umbrella. Yeah. Amazon you know will I mean? have it. 100%. Amazon Jeff will Bezos, have it. I'll be calling you up. Jeff Jeff has it. Jeff has it. <laughs> Jeff, has Jeff it. can you check the back? Yeah. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, I feel you. If, one of the big purposes of, you know, doing this whole queer soul thing is is to sort of provide all sorts of different kinds of represent, queer representation for, you know, I always say like gabies, like little young mm. queer kids, but also mm-hmm. like, I know I have a lot of friends that came out in their 30s or even later, yeah. um, although I guess they're still gabies, they're new at being queer, um, but, you know, if for those people who are listening who are in the first stages of you know, maybe even still closeted, but in the first little mm. phase of, you know, accepting themselves and loving themselves as they are. Um, if you could give advice or say something that you wish you had known, um, what would that be? Mm. Love it. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. <laughs> All right, see ya. Um, no, but for real, like... This is... This is one of the harder questions, I think, just because because whatever I say comes from uh, not to say that my whole process and experience has been easy. In fact, it's been profoundly difficult in many ways and often mm-hmm. very lonely and um, very on, very traumatizing. But in many ways, I now speak from a, a place of privilege um because my parents ultimately were and have been so accepting um and when I was largely coming out that was in college um which was also profoundly accepting in many ways yeah um and and I know that's not the experience for a lot of people and so um what worked for me, you know, is not going to work for Joe next door. But, um, you know, ultimately what I, what, ultimately what is so, so crucial is to find the community and to be with them um, in whatever way you can. And for a lot of people right now, figuring that out, you know, they're, they're finding that online. And if that's where it needs to be, that's where it needs to be. Um, Absolutely. And I didn't, I didn't start realizing that until actually really recently because for much of my life, I've been the only uh, trans or gender queer person in the room. And so I was then sort of existing in this like state of tokenism or I was very much speaking for an entire community or having to always advocate for myself or sort of placed into silence or right when you just really exhausted. wanted someone you could like side eye out of the corner of your yeah, well, like, I never ah, had this, so, right? yeah and I got I got used to being the only one 
And so that sort of shaped all my experiences and all my conversations. And, um, but the people are out there. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until recently. And then, then of course, you know, nothing, nothing that I was watching on TV, um, or even reading or any of the plays that I was in or like to talk about included any of that, you know, it, it, or if it did, it was incredibly harmful or if it did, it was, you yeah. know, it was just, it was just gay. It was gay people or lesbian people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel well, you. Buddy, like, if you buddy, don't... that only scratches the goddamn surface right. right now. Um, right. And so it wasn't until very recently that I was actually a part of like a group therapy experience in the last couple of years where I was actually, it was a virtual room, but I was in a room with all trans and non-binary people um every absolutely every single one of us was trans or non-binary and i was like what i i was i was bamboozled i mean um, and that can't be all of them because i wasn't there so we should, well, no, it was it was all of them Minus <laughs> every me. single one all 30 of us in the oh whole my world. god um <laughs> it yeah it was it was it was super um it was it was it was terrifying the first time i was like the fuck is happening but then it was very quickly um very comforting and uh just just to hear i've never 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 been an experience for someone talking about a a trans experience where someone verbalized it without me having to verbalize it like i it was the first time i've been able to be like oh damn me too like i wasn't the one talking i could sit back and be like oh wow (laughs) it was it was absolutely it was bizarre to me, um, and I got I got used to it very quickly. And it was really hard when the when it ended because I had gotten used to being part of that group. Um, but it it was uh, it actually was astounding how easy it was to be with those people and talk to those people because yeah. of our shared experiences. And it wasn't like we were even talking about those experiences all the time. It was just because we didn't have to talk about those experiences. We. It's this baseline understanding. Yeah, it makes like, space to talk about other things because we were like, we didn't have to worry about fucking addressing that all the other bullshit because it it had already been knocked out. We were like, same. Yeah. <laughs> and, and still, there were so many different experiences in that room and obviously people were struggling with different things and that, you know, that's not to say we were all like, same. No, like, but like had, within it, the intersectionality. There was but... underlying this huge... Um, respect and love and understanding and um which felt very validating and exciting for me and so uh a lot of the people i've spoken to you know the the reason who who are sort of brand new and just coming to terms are reaching out because they see me in the community and they don't know anyone else to talk to and so yeah and that's that's the thing is like of having representation yeah right where it's like you almost you know, you, you don't go around being like, yes, you're allowed to be trans, but like you, whatever the representation is, gives permission to the people who are like, oh, is this even like, okay yeah. to live that sort of life? Because you have to see publicly people like you being successful, being in love, having a career, having like whatever, any, whatever your version of a successful thriving life is Mm, you have to see it because if you don't see it that means maybe something's wrong with it and and you're the only person that's ever felt this way and I certainly you know through Instagram and stuff like both the queer community and and the autistic community like finding people where 
you know, someone's going, oh, you know, I'm literally this morning, my friend uh, who lives in England and I've never met her. Um, she's having her bathroom redone. And so it's all torn out. And she felt really, really anxious because her home didn't feel right. Yeah. Even though she knows it's going to be done by the end of the day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, same. Like, whenever, you know, someone comes in to, like, fix something in our house or if we have to, like, even when you came to visit, like, having a blow-up mattress in the middle of my living room, I'm like, no, 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 that's not, that's not, that's yeah, not how my house goes. Um, environment and that was and like, routines right. and all the sensory stuff that comes with your home, which is supposed to be, like, this safe space. And she was like, I'm sorry, I feel I feel stupid for posting this. I feel like no one else, you know, can anyone else even relate? And I sent her a paragraph being <laughs> like, no, me too, yeah. bitch. Like, and and that's and that's on, you know, having and that's on that. And that's on that, America. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hold on. My cat is trying to eat my headphones. That's not for you, sir. That's not for you, little guy. That's Hold not on. for you. Uncle says no. <laughs> Uncle Bogan. Look at him. Um Cool. I love that. It is now time for rapid fire question. Oh, I'm freaking ready. I'm freaking ready. Oh my my pants are on fire. Let's go. Oh my gosh. You want me to, are we just going to, is it truly going to be rapid fire? Yeah. I mean, okay. you don't have to answer like in one word, but like, if you want to elaborate a little bit, you can, but okay. it's, it's whatever comes to your mind first. Okay. Right. Okay. What's your favorite podcast at the moment? Aside from this one, obviously. Obvi. Um, my favorite podcast is my dad wrote a porno. I can absolutely second that. Yeah. Your dad? No, my dad. <laughs> That's what everyone does when I tell people about it. They're like, your dad? I'm like, no, Greg did not. No. Greg, Greg did not. You don't read nor write. Um, no. I, no. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm you're actually the one. You're the one that told me about this. Did I really? Podcast. Yeah, oh, it was well, I'm amazing. I'm spreading the good word everywhere. I'm going to go. You're seeing them live? Them live when they're here. I actually, I. I gotta, I gotta look and see when that is and request off for work. Oh <laughs> um, my gosh, Belinda's Dirty Thirty. I, uh, yeah, Belinda's Dirty Thirty. I'm, I'm super I'm so excited. jealous. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's absolutely my, my number, my number two besides this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amazing. What's your favorite comfort food? Um. Ooh, it actually. Oh fuck. It re. Uh, it's gotta be. It's smart. Uh, it's smart food popcorn. Yeah. Well, I go absolutely feral. I become sort of like a little raccoon in a trash can. And um, I sort of black out and start, this is not rapid fire. I, I sort of bl- <laughs> I black out and I and I just kind of go crazy. My eyes glaze over and I just, I, I start loading it into my mouth. And then it gets to the point at the very end of the bag. Oh, sorry. I'm feeling goosebumps thinking about it. When it's just sort of <laughs> like the little baby kernels, right? And then you get to the point where you just can sort of dump it in your mouth. Yep. Sometimes I'll just go straight over the sink and I'll just, fi- I'll, do fistfuls into my mouth and it gets everywhere. Um, that actually, I should have said when you were like, what are your like little things that bring you peace and joy, your little things? That's it. My hobby is actually uh, eating a bag of smart food popcorn over the sink. Smart food, That's sponsor it. us. Oh my gosh. That's oh so fun. God, I wish they would. Right? I wish they'd okay. answer my emails. <laughs> right. I, yeah, that's my comfort <laughs> food for sure. All right. What's your biggest pet peeve? Oh my God. How long do you have? I um, I couldn't even begin to answer. I, I have a lot of pet. The first one you think of. The biggest one that I, that I think of and that I deal with the most often was I, I'm from the Northeast. I've lived in Boston for a very long time. I am a fast walker. I have places to be. Mm-hmm. And 
everyone here in the Pacific Northwest just walks around like they have all goddamn day to get to what they're doing. They they don't respect the sidewalk lanes and they don't they right. sort of give me looks when I pass by them, which is fine because I'm actually spewing curses under my breath walking past them because they need to get out of the goddamn way. So my biggest one is like what people who walk very slow with no respect to like the maybe there's people that need to get by culture. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. in the zoom that, zoom lane and they're not going the zoom zoom speed. Yeah, that that gets under my skin even thinking about it. I'm all flustered. Horrible. Um, what's your favorite thing about yourself right now? Oh, this goddamn gold chain I have around my neck. I'm such a <laughs> You look like The Rock. I, well, I feel like The Rock. I feel sexy and tall and powerful. Um, the, my favorite thing about myself right now is... Um, oh, that's not one that I normally answer or like to say answer. Say it. Like say it. Um, is this like what physically I like about or just... No, either, anything. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I hate this. Next question. Um, the next question is, what's your favorite thing about yourself right now? For real. And all. Um, you know what? I really, I don't know if this is a cop out. I really love my tattoos. I'm really, it's something that I actually, I spend a lot of money on and, um, I see it as sort of investing in art and investing in myself and investing in a local artist who I've made a connection with, who I keep going back to. Um, And it's something that makes me really like my body. And um, I don't love people asking me questions about them, but I can't quite (laughs) control that. Um, But I, but I really, I really like them. And um, that absolutely counts. That's not a cop out. Thank God. Okay. Next question. Oh God. (laughs) A plus, moving on. Uh, where can people find you, like, on social media? They can't. That's the catch. Uh, well, so. <laughs> I'm or like, the... anywhere. Like, I don't know. G- so please give us, give us your social security number and your <laughs> you address. Can people can email me if they want. So I'm, I'm currently actually, and it's, it's actually quite conscious of a decision. Um, I was very much present on social media as of a few years ago. I was very much, um, I was an Instagram baddie. Say. Um, oh, absolutely. I was, I was DH on ice? Much, yeah, DH on ice. I was actually very much present on social media. Um, and then I made a very conscious and I think healthy and correct decision for myself personally to um, peace the fuck out. <laughs> peace the fuck out. Yeah. Um, uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, and so uh, the, I, am, I am very minimally on social media for for myself and myself only. Um, so like I have a TikTok where I like things, but I don't, you know, I don't post really anything. Yeah. Um, so if people wanted to like hang out and reach out, you're looking for like carrier pigeons and smoke signals? Uh, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, if people want to reach out, uh, they should they should follow you um, on all of your social medias because that's <laughs> probably where you're going to see me the most liking your shit and or pictures of me. That's true. Uh, if people want to hear me more, they should probably just follow you is what I'm thinking. Um, Honestly, I'm okay with that marketing strategy. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to do an old Uno reverse, but no, yeah, but I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not really on the, um, the socials and I, I actually love that for myself. Um, Absolutely. So they should, people should follow Jenny Chapman photography. Um, <laughs> you should follow, is it Allie and Jenny or Jenny and Allie? Allie and Jenny. Allie and Jenny. 
Um, it'll all be in the show notes. It'll all be in the show notes. Um, Once I figure out how to write show notes. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. It's a marathon. Oh it's not God. a sprint. Um, I'm yeah. doing my best. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. And thanks everyone keep me. an eye out. If this is up, when this podcast is posted, that means your uh, your little blog post is going to be up. I'm going to be posting nice. pictures of you. Nice. So go go find Logan on all of my things and, and give him some love. Give him love. Uh-huh. That could be the outro. Yeah. Or maybe that should be the <laughs> intro to all your... Well, I'll, I'll post this. If you want me to do the intro song... Because you know I'm a prolific singer and I'm mm-hmm. super loud, which is mm-hmm. I'm loud and uh, confident, and so that's what people look for when they when they're listening to songs. Absolutely, um, definitely not uh, tone or melody or lyrics or anything like that. So that's how, yeah. Um, so if you're looking for that, I'd be more than happy to lend my services. Here, give give us give us a little uh, outro song. In the morning, you and it's a podcast. <laughs> All right, thank you. Bye, everyone. In the morning, you and it's a